0: We're glad that you're here. Let's, uh, we're going to come to God's Word, and uh, so as, a, as is our, uh, often our custom, I'd like you to put your hands out like this. Let's, man, we've got to breathe deep. This is Mother's Day. I've had more than one mom come to me and say, dang, man, even on Mother's Day, in my life is stressful. And uh, get that. And for some of you who aren't moms, that can be a stressful day as well. And, um, but this is us reorienting to... Being in God's presence together and hearing from him and his word. Father God, our hands are outstretched as a symbol that we want to hear from you this morning. We don't want to miss anything that you have for us, God. And so as we come to your word, we're desperate for you. I mean, if we're really honest, and we finally just sit and get in touch with how we're doing. God, we long for you. We long for your healing and for your power, for your presence. We long for you to come through for us, God. We need you. We need to see you and hear from you, receive from you. So pour out, pour out our hands, are, our palms are up. Pour out from heaven all that you have for us in this moment that we would hear the encouragement we need, the truth that we need, the correction that we need, so that we wouldn't be left the same as we came. For we have been your people looking into your word. So by your spirit, come and speak, for your servants are listening. If that's your prayer, say amen. 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 Well, as Ben said, this is uh, week three in our uh, series that we've been talking about stewardship. And um, this is, and this is, I think this is exciting stuff. Everybody's like, oh, we're talking about money. Uh, you know, that's all right. We could do that. We could talk about money. We're family and money, man, that money makes the world go round. Money makes the church go round. It's uh, just a fundamental reality in our daily lives. So we're going to get out here and we're going to talk about it. And we've been talking about it for a few weeks. Um, my sermon title is the, so we can fulfill the dreams that God has, for, has put on our hearts. So we can fulfill the dream that God has put on our hearts. And, and this is just a third phrase in the three points that we so cleverly titled our three points for these last three weeks. By the way, was it Ben last week who got up front and said, you know, I'm not going to lie, I hit it out of the park last week. Was that Ben who was congratulating himself on his own sermon? That's awesome. Be praying for his self-confidence. Uh. Uh, and these were our three points Ben preached on, do you have a plan to love, to, uh, to financially give to the church that you love? And I, I love that assumption. You're here, you love this church. Do we have a plan? Of course you'd want a plan, and why wouldn't we have a plan? And so for many of us, we haven't thought about that. And uh, so yeah, do we have a plan to support the church that, that you love? And then Art preached last week on a whole, a whole and healthy view of money, a whole view of money, that money is the is a tool, not the goal, and that this, this, uh, uh, it has relative value and that it directs our hearts in good ways as we, our treasure goes, uh, where our tre- treasure is, there our heart will be. And he talked about a life of stewardship where we are given so that we can give and uh, save and then live. So these ideas of, uh, of a whole view of money. And then this week, those conversations are about money so we can get to the place where we can stay so that we can fulfill the dreams that God has put on our hearts. Because this morning, you guys, is not about money really. I mean, when I get into our talk this morning, I realize this isn't about money at all. This talk is about dreaming. This talk is about vision. This talk is, is about mission. It's about the things that God has put in our hearts and getting after it. And money's going to be a part of that. So I may get to money at the end of the sermon. I may not get to money at the end of the sermon, depending on how our time goes. But this talk is about fulfilling the dreams that God has put in us. We believe that God has put stuff into our hearts and we're going to get after it. That's what this talk is all about. Aligning ourselves with the dreams that are deep in our hearts. God's put stuff there and we're going to go after it. I I was reflecting on... uh, well, on Mother's Day, I got put a little picture of one of our kids, our cutest uh, child, on, uh, on my desktop, <laughs> on my computer this morning. And uh, I was affirming Linda for being the incredible mom that she is. And I don't know, I was being all nostalgic about, you know, through Mother's Day or whatever. But, but I, I, I started to reflect on this idea of what has God put in our hearts that we want to get after. I mean, that kind of stuff makes all of our heartbeats. I'm going you know, to go ahead and check. Do you have a pulse this morning? How are you doing? Are you, are you with me? Because we want to get at, we want to talk about what God has put on our hearts, and then get after it. And and Linda and I have lived that way from the, from the very beginning. When we talked about getting married, we decided we got this great. Um, uh, advice from the pastor that married us and kind of who was our mentor. He said, go do something on your honeymoon that you will never have the opportunity again for the rest of your to do again for the rest of your life. Go make a memory that is a lifetime memory. Do something that's so epic that you'll be like, do you remember our awesome honeymoon? And not everybody has the opportunity to do that kind of thing with work or whatever, but I was on my way to grad school, so we had a chance to just go for it and uh, we had a break in our lives. So we decided, because I love scuba diving, water sports, warmth, tropics, we said, man, and I was, had been to Hawaii one time at that point in my life so far, but I go, we're going to Tahiti. That's what we're gonna do. I got this thing in my heart where I wanna go to Tahiti. Cause Tahiti for me is like the end all of warm and tropic and sun and water and all that kind of stuff. And so we're gonna go to Tahiti. So we get like, what is, what's in our heart? Let's go after it. I wanna go to Tahiti, that's in my heart. We checked our bank account, pooled our money. We had like 412 bucks, (laughs) but we were both living at home and working full time during our engagement. And we saved our money. We should have been saving our money for like a foundation or like grad school that was coming. But instead we went to Tahiti. The the deal was, and this story is not just about, oh, awesome. I got the ultimate beach experience. It was about that. We knew that we were going to do something epic. Because this thing that God had put on our lives and we had already known the call to ministry, we already knew that we were gonna surrender our lives to Jesus, if God ever blessed us with children, that we would raise them in the knowledge and the love of the Lord, that we were gonna pour out ourselves for the world. We wanted this epic moment to kick it off. We came from both of our families without great marriages. I came from, from a divorced family and we were like, we're going after it and we're gonna remember it forever. God had put that in our hearts and we went for it. That to me is a beautiful picture about the fact that what we do is we get stuff deep in our heart, these deep dreams, and then listen, we align all of our resources to go after it. What is in your heart to do? And then we align all of our resources, all of our gifts, all of our money with the dream. That's what this talk is about. Every talk about money is not really a talk about money. Every talk about money is a talk about aligning our resources with the dreams that God has put in us. Come on now, give me an amen. Somebody give me. I've been on the floor all week long because my back's been out, okay? If I say anything stupid, it's on me because I have no medication and no muscle relaxers in me, okay? I just want to tell you that. But I am all about this message. Because God has given us dreams and passion and vision. And then we're going to align our resources and go after it. I want to read a scripture with regard to that. It's from 1 Samuel 14. You can see it up here on the screen. 1 Samuel 14. In the history of Israel. It's during a time when Saul is king. The Philistines are the God's people's enemy. There's all kinds of symbols here about being all after the Lord and, um, and the things that come against us. But Saul, uh, 1 Samuel 14, verse 1. One day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor-bearer, come over, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side, but he didn't tell his father. Now what this is about is that Saul is the king, he's the leader of the army, Jonathan is his son, they are camped out, and the Philistines, their enemies, are uh, across the plain and up over a pass and they're hanging out and they are, you know, really the, the symbol for us is they're, they're, they're the, the forces that are against the kingdom of God and the things that God would want to accomplish. So Jonathan says to his young armor bearer, come on, let's go over to the Philistine outpost. He's a young armor bearer. He's a young, usually a teen, a young teen. A developing warrior, he was an armor bearer, he would hold the shield. This is what an armor bearer would do, right? So that he could deflect the incoming arrows and he could have some, some of his own uh, arrows stored in the shield so that the warrior himself could hide behind the armor bearer and then could be on the offensive. This is what an armor bearer did. So he goes to his armor bearer, let's you and I go check out the Philistines and go see what's going on over there. So already you get to see that this is a guy who's got it going on. This is a guy who's got some dreams stirring in him. This is a guy who's got some vision about what God may want to do going on in him. You with me? You hear this already in the text? And he goes, come on, let's go see what the Philistines are up to. Let's go check out the enemy right now. Now look at the weird paragraph after that. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migram. Paul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron, and with him were about 600 men. And among them was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. It means he was a priest. And he goes on to talk about that guy. It's a weird little, it's a weird little, what is that going on in here? And I can't preach on it. I don't have time to preach on this. But you've got to go back and look up all this stuff on all these people. This is a really interesting dynamic. Here's Saul. He's the king. He's on the outskirts. There's some stuff to get after. You've got a guy named Jonathan and his young armor bearer who were like, I'm, I'm going after it. God's put some stuff in me. I'm going to go after it and see what's up. But the king and the whole army, they're all under a shade tree eating fruit. It's the pomegranate piece. They're on the outskirts. And with them is a priest who, by the way, is part of a family that's already been disgraced. One of the guys' name in the family, Ichabod, his name needs means glory departed. You, you see what God's doing here? We're contrasting a guy who says, God's put some dreams in my heart, I'm going after it. With a bunch of guys who've had their glory days already and they're content to sit under the shade tree and not even know what's going on out there. You with me on this? Come on, give me, give me some love right now. Give me some preaching back out love right now. All right. Don't you love God's word? Is that not powerful? So all the glory has left guys are out on the outskirts and Jonathan goes, God's put some stuff in me. Let's go after it. Verse four, on each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. And one side of the cliff was called Bozes, the other Senna. One cliff stood to the north toward Micmash, the other to the south toward Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go to the outpost of these uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Perhaps. God's stirring something in me. Let's me and you, while the old, lazy, fat, glory day guys are gone, they're all out under the the pomegranate tree somewhere, let's me and you go out and go after some stuff that God might want to do. Are you in? Maybe, perhaps, as just you and I, and by the way, we read earlier in the text, they don't have any weapons in Israel, hardly at all at this time. So maybe me and you, without weapons, alone, against the Philistines, against our... Uh, the outpost, which, by the way, are on the upper, higher ground, perhaps God will show up. Perhaps not, but let's you and I go. Come on. I want that guy in my life because nothing can hinder the Lord from his saving, whether by many or by few. If God wants to do his thing, I want to be out there. That's what Jonathan and Saul are saying. And look at the armor bearers response. His response should have been, it's just me and you, dude. I'm 13. We have no weapons. The whole army is out there eating pomegranates. Nobody even knows where we are. I'm not going out there with you. But the young armor bearer says to him, you do all that is in your heart to do. God's doing something in you. God is stirring in you. You go do everything that is in your heart to do. You go ahead, for I am with you, heart and soul. Here I am. If God is at work in you, and you've got something in your heart to do, then I am going to be with you, and we're going after it. Come on now. Come on. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that an awesome passage? My friends, and then the story goes on. You know, it's just it's crazy. It's, it goes on, or John, you know, the, and, and Jonathan goes, okay, well, let's do this. If we go up and go, hey, uncircumcised dudes. (laughs) And they go, and if they say, you wait there, we're coming down after you, then we'll know that the Lord isn't in this. But if they say, hey, why don't you come on up here and show us what you got? Then we'll know the Lord's handed them over to us and we'll go up after them. Well, you know, it's such a stupid fleece because you know that's exactly what was going to happen because they got the higher ground. They're like, I'll show you uncircumcised. Well, I won't show you uncircumcised, but come on. (laughs) You come up here then. What do you got? You know that's going to happen. That's like saying to your friend, you know, I feel like I need a coffee. don't know if I need a coffee. I know if I should have a coffee. But I'll tell you what, let's go down Main Street. If we see a Starbucks, I'll get a coffee. You know it's going to (laughs) happen. What kind of a fleece is that, right? Well, it's the Lord's will. There's a Starbucks. (laughs) So they go out. They go, hey, uncircumcised. And they're like, you come up here. And they're like, okay, come on. The Lord's handed them over to us. And they do. God put something in his heart. His armor bearer's like, let's go after it. They go after it. And you know the rest of the story. I don't know if you know the rest of the story, but they rout the guys that are at the outpost, which caused a panic in the whole camp. And and now God's doing this whole crazy victory by those two guys who said, I got to do something because sitting under the fruit tree in the shade is not what God has put in my heart. So I'm going. You guys, that's us. That's our church. Do all that is in your heart to do. You go ahead for here I am with you heart and soul. This is not a sermon about money. This is not a series about money. This is never about money. This is about what has God put in our hearts and getting after it with the courage of one another and the power of God. That's what it's about. Do all that is in your heart and you say this word with me all in. All in. Say all in with me. All in. in. You do all that is in your heart, all in. This is my first point about this whole text. It's about being all in. It's about saying, what is in my heart? I'm going to do all that God has put in my heart. You guys, God has wired you to receive his heart. He's wired you for it. He's wired you to receive his heart. It's in you. And the question for us is whether we're going to be all in with living out of that heart. Do all that is in your heart. Because he's wired you to receive his heart. What's his heart? His heart, friends, is the love of Jesus for the world. That's what his heart is. It's not rocket science. His heart, and therefore our mission, is the love and the message of Jesus. That's what his heart is. That's what he's put in every one of us. He's given you a heart for the world. Some of you are like, well, there's something wrong with my wiring because I don't really feel that. Well, that's because we're tired and we're fearful and we don't have the people around us helping and our faith dwindles. But he has hardwired you for his heart and his heart is a heart of the love of Jesus for this world so that the whole world could come to know Jesus and know his forgiveness and his redemption and his healing His restoration, his power, his covering, his calling, his life abundance. You with me on this? This is is his heart for the world, and so it becomes our heart, and it's our mission. This is what our mission is. MCC aligns all of its stuff around a mission of the love of Jesus for the world. That's what we do. That's all we're doing. And so then God looks at MCC, and he's like, hey, rocket scientists, Do all that is in your heart to do. Do it all, all in. Do all that is in your heart to do because I've hardwired you for my love for my mission to the world. So go do it. And he's looking for people that are going to be like, no, dude, I love pomegranates. I'm hanging out under the shade. No, he's looking for people who go, God's doing something in me. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going. I'm going to live out this mission. This is what MCC does. This is what MCC is. Everything that we do is around this mission of love, this mission of Jesus love. And, and this mission and all the stuff that we do, I mean, it just, it's so broad, right? I mean, that's why we have this giant bulletin and why you're always like, when's that thing happening? I, we have so much stuff going on. You know why? Because people are getting in touch with what God has put in their hearts individually and collectively. And then we're going, I'm all in. I'm going to get after it. And we do it from, the, from right here in this room. We do it in this room on a Sunday morning. I mean, this stuff that we do up front, we gave away the pedicures to Ben's favorite pedicure place. <laughs> That's silly and it's fun and we want you to know these two people in our church because they're dear. We want you to know their names and this is such a big church that we don't know everybody's name and all that kind of stuff. That's what we do. But we're also in there saying to Ashley, What has God put in your heart? You're growing in your faith. You were a Yahoo student. Some of us worked with the student ministry back here when she was a Yahoo. I want to tell you right now. So I said out loud when Ben said, and Ashley's here and she's working with our high school student. I went, what? That's what I said. What has God put in your heart to do? For here we are with you, heart and soul. That's the kind of stuff we're doing. That's what we're about. We do this just in this room where we give courage to one another and we get excited together and we share stories together. We do that in this room. We do that with individuals. There are people that pray together after the services. You come find your friends. We do that with with our kids downstairs. You know we've sent our kids downstairs, friends, not because they need another morning at school. We send our kids downstairs because we're pouring into them the message of the love and the grace and the healing of Jesus so that their identity is captured as Jesus followers, so that they understand their value to him and that how they live their life matters, and that they actually have an epic destiny ahead as missionaries of love and grace to the world. That's what we're doing downstairs. That's, you, right? Am I right? That's what's going on down there. Come on, I could preach that all day long. And our students... You know, we expanded this whole deal, children's ministry in the student room over there. We did that, friends, because we believe that God has put it on our hearts to equip the next generation to be sold out, lifelong, fully devoted followers of Christ. That's what our kids are doing. They're out there learning about Jesus, and they're going to live for Jesus. What? This is never a conversation about money, friends. This is a conversation about what has God put on our hearts. Now let's go after it. Let's go get after it this mission of love, and it happens here with us and our kids and, and, our, and even in this room and our relationships. It happens in our small groups. It happens in our, in our community. It's happening beyond us into our community. You know, these kids' parents, a lot of these kids, maybe some of you are those kids' parents checking out this weird cult that talks about money. And uh, you're here. It's, uh, we're reaching people in Marin because we're telling them we're going to help your kids figure out who they are and be agents of love in this world. And we're reaching their parents. With the good news of Jesus. Hey, we're, we're un, half of our church is single. Like, we, we get that. We understand that. I mean, folks that have never been married, folks that are divorced, folks that are widowed, widowers. We, like, we understand that half of our church is, is married. But we also understand why you hear a lot about our children and our students. God is reaching this county through our church with the love of Christ through their kids. Because we do that so well. That's okay. That's right on, man. God is put stuff on our hearts. We're out there. We're out there in these small ways. We're out there a little bigger. We're out there a little bigger. We got this, this ministry at, at Hamilton that, that Peter pioneered for us. And we got tons of you guys involved in over there. You know why we're involved in Hamilton? Not because they need more people to keep kids from eating paste. That's not why we're at Hamilton. We're at Hamilton because we believe that an army of people filled with the love of Jesus can be four kids and four families that, by the way, have some challenges against them in the best of circumstances. But Hamilton is one of the highest percentages of families, Section 8 families, and homeless and in danger of homelessness families in Marin County. And we think that's a strategic place for us to come alongside with the love and the mercy of Jesus. You with me on this? So we're over at Hamilton. Hamilton. And then we're helping plant a church in Hunter's Point because they couldn't plant a church there without the resources of our church helping them. And then you go nationwide and the denominational stuff that we're part of, we're part of a denomina- the fastest growing denomination in America. And that denomination, we speak into our church and our leadership speaks into that denomination's health and future. And then you go internationally and you look on the wall and we got people in Thailand and France and Turkey and Nepal and we got people all over the world. You got, I could brag about our church. It's not us bragging about us. You guys, it's bragging about the fact that God has been faithful enough to say, I wired you to have my heart. Now go after it. You do all that I've put in your heart to do. Do all that I've put in your heart to do from friends and children and love and community and Hamilton and Hunter's Point and the nation and Thailand. You you do everything that I've given you to do. I'm all in. Say all in with me. That's what we're talking about here. It's not about money. We were talking about the, uh, talking about you know, just kind of going out there. We put up some slides of some, some people that we're sending out right now. We're on our way out, Linda. Linda's gonna do um, uh, prison ministry because doesn't she look like a prison minister to you? <laughs> so these are the institutions she's gonna be spending time at this summer doing prison ministry. Uh, this is Mary Buckley. She's been with our junior high kids for two years as a junior high worker. She's going to go serve at, at Mount Hermon with junior high and high school kids this summer. Our son, Tommy, that's his cabin from last year, one of his cabins. He's going to go serve at uh, Mount Hermon as a full-time camp counselor. Um, Nicolette is going to Uganda this summer. It's uh, been the whole, man, the whole summer there. Uh, going to Africa. Anna's going to Africa. Our daughter, Anna's going to Rwanda like tomorrow. Got to call her and say goodbye. Tyler is uh, Tyler Jewess, uh, been in our, our group and a leader in our high school ministry, is now at APU. He's gonna go to Peru to work with high school kids Lima, in, in Lima. Jessica Silva is going to serve with Merge Ministries in Central America. She got connected to them when all of our guys went down to Guatemala. And uh, and we got and that's our team that's going to Guatemala in July. Look at all those folks that are going back to Guatemala in July. not fun? I mean, we got so much of that stuff, you guys. We got, um, we got, uh, oh, and we, before I tell you about this picture, we Megan Ash is going to Africa as well from our church. Ethan Hoy, you know Ethan Hoy, look out. And Ethan Hoy is going to Mission Springs uh, to work with children and junior hires. Jamie Henley, Jamie Henley, a daughter of Mac and Judy Henley, last year was on something called the World Race where she traveled all around the world just uh, with a group of people being the love in the hands of Jesus all over, the, all over the world. They went to all kinds of crazy places. At the end of that, she, she said during that year, she asked God to break her heart with the things that break the heart of God. And she writes in her blog, I had no idea what a dangerous prayer that would be. Some of us that have walked a while with God know, don't, don't, no, 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 pray at you, don't. And he responded, she said, by calling her to work in the sex trafficking ministry in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And then she writes in her blog, so I bought a one-way ticket. And right now she's raising funds to go to Thailand to work in that ministry. One way, she's 10% of the way there. Come on now. This is Becky Finkbeiner. She's the one in the boot in the front row because remember her? She stepped in a hole and twisted her, tore all her ligaments or whatever right before she went to Cuba where she didn't want to go to Cuba. She didn't want to go on a mission trip. She doesn't like talking about her faith out loud. She went to, so she went to Cuba to share her faith. That's what she did because God made her. We dragged her up here and prayed for her and sent her out for that and God did amazing things. And then remember I told you about Dan Nichols? I think we dragged Dan up here too or maybe we just talked about him. I think he was over there in the front row. Dan started an online relationship with a bunch of, Church leaders in Africa, because he has a heart for theological education, and he's working on his own theological training. Dan's a guy who came back to the Lord an architect, and he ended up teaching 150 some odd pastoral leaders in Uganda and in Kenya. He's just back. He's in here this morning. He, this is Dan. Remember what I was saying? I said, Dan, how are you? What are you going to teach him? He's like, I don't know. I'm just Dan. God put something in his heart. God put something in Becky's heart. God put something in Jamie's heart. God put something in the heart of all of those students. Friends, this is not about money. It's never about money. It's about God putting something in our hearts and saying, you go do all that is in your heart and we get after it. So we get to ask ourselves as a church, man, what do you have for us, God? I wanna be all in. And then you look at the armor bearer's response. He says, you do everything. Go ahead, for I'm with you, heart and soul. I'm with you, heart and soul. Go ahead, you go for it. I'm with you, heart and soul. The armor bearer wasn't his mom, because his mom would say, Have you thought this through? <laughs> his dad might say, What's the backup plan? But a young 13 year old, you ask advice from a 13 year old and you inspire them, they're gonna say every time, Let's go! That sounds awesome. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. (laughs) Or not. You go ahead, for here I am with you, heart. And so, you know what his words mean? He's saying, and you may see different translations in different English versions of the Bible, you go ahead, my heart is with you. What it really, almost the best literal translation of the Hebrew is he says, you go ahead because my heart will beat as one with your heart. My heart is in this with you. My heart is for you. My heart will be with you. My heart will be beating with your heart. So as you hear from God, and he's put stuff in you to do, and you go after it, I will come alongside you, and my heart will beat with your heart. That's our church, friends. We're all in, all together. Say all together. All together. All in, all together. That's our church. That's how beautiful the concept of the church is. We're all in and we're all together. And man, we are together, our hearts beat with one another, and about these relationships we talked about. That's how it happens. We give courage to one another to be all in. We give courage to one another when, they, when somebody in our fellowship says, Man, God's put this in my heart. Or when a group of people say that, or when our leaders say that, and we come to the church and we go, Here's, man, where we're headed. Here's something we want to do. We go, Man, I, do you think maybe the shade of the pomegranate tree would be a better idea? No. We go, my heart will beat with your heart. And together, we will have the strength and the courage and the faith and the resources to align with our dream. That's what we do together as a church. We do it together. We're all in All together. We do that with these relationships of prayer and vision and courage, these relationships of small groups and ministry teams, these relationships of life and tears and, and faith together and struggling. We do this together and we also do it with giving. And that's where this becomes a money talk. That's why we have money that we talk, that's why we have money issues, that's why we have money sermons. Because we're all in, all together. And part of it is that we have to align all of our resources, including our finances, with the dream. Do everything that you have in your heart to do. Go ahead. For here I am with you. Heart and soul. My heart will beat with you. We will do it. This is why some of you come and you go, I have this vision. I want to do this small group thing. And we go, okay. You go, I'm thinking that maybe I want to go to Rwanda for the summer. And we're like... Okay, I'm thinking that maybe I need to start a prayer ministry and I, I want to just pray for people who, you know, maybe not even know they need prayer. I just want to offer prayer. I just want to wander around and offer prayer to people. Yeah, you. That's, do that. We're all in, all together. We're aligning all that we have, including our financial resources, with the dream. That's why it's a money talk. Imagine what we could do in this mission of love, if we were all together in it. Ben said to us, you guys, on that first sermon, and I, heard, I literally heard the gasp in the room. He said, you know what? 20% of the people in our church have a, regular, a plan to give regularly to the dream. A plan to regularly give. And that's not made to point anybody out. That's not made to To make anybody feel guilty, that's just to say. And he said it well. Do do, do you have a plan? Why won't why don't you have a plan? Because this church is gonna get after it. And I at that point feel what could we do if we were all in all together? Because then Ark gets up the next week and he goes, Hey, we're fine. I mean, we're making it. We're paying the light bill we're doing this ministry, we're sending these people, we're part of these dreams, we're doing this stuff. We're fine. And I think, who wants to be fine? Who wants to be fine? If this is the kind of ministry that 20% of us could do, what could we do with all of us? Because I don't think that the mission of love is about fine. I think that sounds a lot more like sitting under the shade of the pomegranate tree. The mission of love has never been about you love enough. It's always more. You think about Paul's prayer with the Ephesians. He says, I pray that his spirit would come on you and you might be able to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that love that surpasses knowledge. He goes on to to say that... you can't even begin to imagine what God could do through his power within us. It's never about that's enough love. It's always wider and higher and longer and deeper. Nobody wants to be fine, my friends. So we got our salaries paid. Yeah, we haven't had a cost of living in four years. Okay. We may have a, a, our light bills paid, but we're always, you know, you Bob's yelling at us. We're turning off lights all the time. And we may be supporting this this many missionaries or these kinds of things. And that is awesome. And especially for those of you guys that are committed or that are trying to work that out, praise God for you, thank you. But where could we go if we were all in, all together? And if that's a hard word for you, take it up with the Lord. I don't know what to tell you. Because we're people hardwired to receive God's heart of love for the world and then called to live out of our hearts, do all that is in your heart to do. All that is in our hearts to do. And then we're called to do it together. All in, all together. Imagine what we could do. Our three points where do you have a plan to support the church you love? And do you have a healthy and whole view of money? Stewards who have been given from the Lord to give. And to save and to live. And then the point that we're at today, so that we can align all of our resources with the dream. We could align all of the resources with the dreams. How how would we settle? How would we settle for anything less than all that God could do? through us in this county all in, all together I'm going to ask the band to come and I'm going to kind of draw this conclusion as they're set we're going to worship together the remainder of our time but at the end of these three weeks considering money I want to ask you about how maybe God has prompted you because we don't want you to leave without having going so what does this all mean to me What is this whole talk? There's been some uncomfortable moments. There's been some funny moments. There's been some inspiring moments. Uh, There's been some moments I've been a little bit offended because we all get freaked out about money. But how has God prompted you? Maybe it's around having a plan to give. And if God has convicted you and you're one of the 80%, that you would have asked the Lord through the last few sermons, so what do I got to do, God? What do I got to do to have a plan to give to the church I love? I want to be in, and I want to be in it together with these guys. I want to have a part in all these dreams that are unfolding. What do I got to do? If God has been working on you, then don't leave today without taking the steps of faith and making a decision about it. Maybe some of you need to start a plan to give. You know it. You're doing the math in your head. And from here on out, you're doing that. And maybe it's a new plan to give. Maybe you've been giving, but, you know, as you talk about it and you hear about it and you think about the holistic view that you realize that widow's mite and the sacrifice and the tithe and all those things you see in Scripture, you're like, i got to step it up. Then maybe today, before you go, you say to yourself, I I need to be given more. And here's the increment I'm taking. Here's the decision I'm going to make. We just don't want you to go through the stewardship message and not have heard the Lord say what He needs to say to you and have you respond to Him. So maybe there's a plan or a new plan to give. Maybe it's about a healthy stewardship approach. Maybe for you, you realize that you're missing much of God's heart around this align my resources toward the dreams, toward the love. Mission because there's just fear or God forbid greed. I mean, there's just there's there's a sense of hoarding maybe from your background or whatever that I mean, this is so many of us, all of us struggle to some degree or another with this. That there's just that I don't know that I trust God enough to meet my needs. And I, so it's hard for me to give, it's hard for me to talk about money, it's hard for me to be sacrificial. So I'm fearful. Or I'm selfish maybe it's time for a healing or a touch a change in heart where you say to God you know what, alright you can have my heart heal me, change me give me the grace to step out in stewardship that you have given me everything as a steward so that I can one, give two, save and three, live Maybe you need to reorient yourself around that truth and give yourself to the Lord on that. Or last, maybe there's a decision in you this week after hearing this message to be all in, all together. To be all in, all together. All in, all together for MCC's mission of the love of Jesus. Because personally, maybe your dreams have dwindled, lost your heart, your love, God's heart, you've lost it. It's buried under all of our life and all of our stress, which, by the way, is why we come here every week to remind ourselves of the truths. And maybe these relationships where we get courage and we give courage have been distant, and you're out on the fringe of of this church Maybe your giving has become sort of perfunctory or rote or full of duty and obligation. And then you just, maybe this morning you need to say, Lord, I'm I'm all in, I'm all all together. I wanna be part of this body and these relationships and what God's gonna do here. So I don't know, there's just tons in there. We just, as we worship now, don't want you to miss and to leave without taking some steps of application around this idea. I'm never shy to talk about money because this isn't about money. It's about dreams. It's about what God has put in our hearts about his mission of love. May God bless you as you consider being all in, all together. In this next season at MCC and what God has for us.